This podcast, The Walls and Beyond, is designed to show how the friendship of Isaac and Jimmy C. began over 28 years ago at the Moundsville, West Virginia Penitentiary, commonly known as The Walls. Isaac was rightfully incarcerated and spent 12 years in the West Virginia penal system. Jimmy C. was wrongfully and falsely incarcerated to a 110-year sentence, spending 27 years in the West Virginia penal system before being exonerated on April 1st. 2016. Jimmy C. and Isaac's unique friendship and love for each other serves as an example to all that true friendships are forever. Enjoy their candid discussions and life messages on the walls and beyond with Jimmy C. and Isaac. Welcome to another edition of the walls and beyond with Jimmy C. and Isaac. I am your host, Jimmy C. Gardner, and my co-host here is Mr. Isaac. Yes. My friend and brother. Yes. And uh, we welcome you all to another, another fine episode. This is episode seven. And uh, in episode seven, we're going to be speaking about mindfulness and awareness. You know, some of the times we had to actually go through mindfulness and awareness on the inside. And as you know, in this podcast, we give it to you raw. We give it to you as it was, as it was made. Yes. You know, there's no, ain't no, uh, Ain't no filters or, or any types of uh, cutting back. Ain't no, ain't no chase. You know, we're giving it to you raw. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to be able to do that with my, with my brother and friend here, Isaac. And uh, just going to jump right on in there. Let's, let's do it. So, so, let's so do Isaac, it. Just, just tell me, you know, I mean, it's some, a lot of times on the inside. You know, we had the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. We had the brotherhood and we all cu- kind of, you know, watched over each other, covered each other's backs. You know, when was a time that you had to, you know, be mindful of a circumstance or a situation on the inside, you know, and 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 go back and, and kind of, if you would think about a time and, and share that with us. And, and, and I'm going to come back after you and, and share some uh, sometimes I had to be mindful of what was uh, happening around me and, and within. Yeah, good question. Uh, I think a few things are going to occur that happened to me, but one of them stands out as I was on lockup for two and a half years. And uh, this guy, white guy, um, was very, you know, acting belligerent and racist and stuff like that. And um, he started calling me the N-word and really, really getting outside of his character. Uh, Character was gone. And I know I'm in a, I'm in a hole, punitive segregation or lockup. And I had my case in the court. And I knew that if I go at this guy, that my case will be gone, thrown in the trash. What do you mean by that? Well, let's put it this way. My case in the court, I'm, I'm held in segregation for two and a half years. Um, and I didn't do anything to be held there. I filed my case with the Fayette County's courthouse. And now I got a guy here in lockup who is calling me all kinds of names and trying to ed- edge me on, egg me on to do a violent act. Mm-hmm. If I had done a violent act, the first thing I thought about was my family, okay? You know, because I want to go home, right? And if I do an act, a violent act, then that case in my family hangs in the balance. So after a while, you start the higher self, the higher learning of oneself comes into play. And that was when I decided that it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? You know, my father used to say, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. 
And that was for me, you know, it rang supreme in my head. It's not what he called you, it's what you answered to. Okay. And, uh, and because he called me those things, that don't mean I have to answer to those things, you know? And so my family was being mindful, my family and freedom, that was the most important thing for me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's great, brother. You know, others don't define us, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, man. You, right. Look, people can make accusations yes. or, or, you know, provide statements or right. say things about us. We know who we are. Yes. You know, and, and, and others don't define us, so that is something so special, man. Thank you for sharing that. No worries, yeah. bro. No worries. And with, no and with me, you know, um, I tell you like this, a time, there are numerous times that I had uh, to think about others before I reacted. And, and, I, and, I, and I always go back to the residential substance abuse and treatment program that I entered into. Uh, really, I went in there just to get a single cell. And I got the most important gift in life out of that situation. I finally heard others and how others viewed me and thought about me. And I gave it validity. I had, for the first time, I gave it validity. But uh, I learned that in the RSAT, Residential Substance, Substance Abuse and Treatment Program. But my thing was, think before you act or react. And I, I had to think about times when I know I was on the brink of getting into a physical altercation with uh, a number of individuals. But I had to think, what would this cause? First off, Will it cause me to be away from my family longer? Yeah. Will it cause me any type of difficult or, or, or harm or any type of uh, disadvantage while I'm in the institution? Yes. I go to lock up. I can't call my mom and dad. I can't call my mom. I can't get my family on the phone. I can't have visits. I can't go to the law library, which was so important to me. I won't be able to go and look up my cases and do things for myself. I have to depend on the law library staff to look up cases for me, to file this, to do that. And I don't want to do that because most of the time that doesn't end, end up well. And the most important thing was the brothers on the inside. If I react to a negative situation, and if I react to that negatively, that can involve others, meaning my brothers, becoming subjected to maybe some type of or form of physical violence. If I get into something, I know my brothers are going to go. That's right. That's without a point. That's without a doubt. It's, it, they're going to go. So before I go, I always considered others. I don't want my brothers to be in any harm or danger. I want them to go home as, as quick as possible, as well as I want to go home as quick as possible. So I had to use my mind and I had to be aware that if I got into this fight, it can get bad. If I, if I, if I engaged into this argument with this, with this person and it, and it got physical, it can, it can be really, really bad because I have brothers around me that will go. And I, and I know this. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the cell and, and, and offer prayers and cry. I remember crying so much and, and, and staying in and praying because, you know, guys may have said something or, or you know, hadn't did anything physical, but said certain words and attacked my character to some degree. And I, and I wanted to come back, but I, 
I just had to go lay down or go pray and think about my actions before I got involved or engaged in something yes. that can hurt so many men. And like I said, all it takes is one situation to happen. Yes, it is. And it's going to be like a trickling effect. Yep. And others are going to be affected by this behavior. So I thought about that and I thought about it and I thought about it and I didn't engage. I remember at the time on the softball field when the guy said something disrespectful to me. And it was almost like, like I flinched. And when I flinched, I almost ran to, to the mound and, and got in a fight with the guy or something. But when I flinched, it's like the rest of my body kept going. I saw it and, 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 and confronted him on that mound. If you all can imagine the matrix <laughs> and seeing the matrix in the flinch, all of my, the rest of my body goes on the mound and I'm into that altercation. So what I had to do at that point was I had to leave first base. I told him, get me a runner. I'm leaving. I got off first base and I went and got my equipment and I left the field. And I went on and I went to the cell and I prayed. And I thank God for not allowing me to, to go and thank him for, for, for keeping me away from that, that negative situation. And I remember this one time also when I was uh, in RSAT and I went to another dorm and I, I was playing cards, spades. I played spades with uh, three other guys. And before we played spades, a guy left a cup on the table. And uh, I asked, uh, whose cup is this? We want to play cards on the table. And no one said anything. So I moved the cup and I put it on the, like the ledge of the phone. And by the time the guy who owns the cup comes back, he's mad. He said, who touched my effing cup? Who touched it? Which one of you Emmy MFers touched my effing cup? And I mean, he's belligerent. He's mad. And I said, hey, you know, I know the guy, but he's mad. And I said, hey, man, I, I moved the cup. I asked a number of times whose cup it was. No one said anything. I didn't mean any harm. I apologize. He said, he said, if I were to touch your, your cup, you'd want to fight. So, so what makes you think that, that I don't feel the way you feel? He said, I, I want to fight. I'm a, I'm a fighter. You know, I want to fight. And I said, you know, I apologize to you again. I got up and walked away from that table. And by the grace of God, I walked into the residential substance abuse and treatment program and got in my room and began praying and crying. Because I had just overcame an opportunity, uh, a situation that could have been terrible. Mm. And, and the old me would have probably reacted on that. Mm -hmm. But as time went on with me being in this institution, I gained mindfulness. I gained emotional intelligence. I placed myself in a position to think before I react. I gained self-restraint. I always placed my family and loved ones and my brothers yes. into the equation. Yes. And I continue to do that today. So it's no knee-jerk reactions. Not reacting. I'm not, I'm not going to react or based off of my emotions. Right. By the grace of God. And I'm so thankful. And, and I just wanted to share that with you all. And that's all about, you know, me having that opportunity to think about others before I reacted. And, uh, and thank you, Isaac, for sharing what you shared. Now, we're going to move on into the next topic. And that's, uh, that's saying, you know, at all times, we have to know when to uh, engage and not engage. And, and while we're going into this here, I want to let you all know that um, we're going to engage in this, text, in this next topic when we come back to you. The Walls and Beyond. 
with Jimmy C and Ice. Jimmy C and Ice. Listen to us and view us on YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're about to engage now in in our, our final topic, dealing with um, when or when not to engage, and it's, it's it's very important. You know, I can sit here and tell you all, uh, you know, you should never engage in any type of uh, violent affair or offense. You know, that's just not realistic from the inside perspective. There are some times when you have to defend yourself. You know, and that's the time to engage. But, you know, other times when you're able to walk away, if that opportunity presents itself, walk away. You know, because not only you are engaging in a physical conflict or physical fight, there may be others around you that are your brothers, others around you that, that have care and concern about you that may get involved. And next thing you know, there are a lot of people hurt. So that's something to think about. Isaac, what, 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 what would you like to add on that, onto that? Uh, something simple. You drop a rock in the water, it'll have a ripple effect. And that decision that you make will have a ripple effect and it affect others. So make the correct decision. Haste makes waste. And just because the situation is dire does not mean you have to act in that regard. You know what I mean? You always speak about, Jimmy, about e- emotional intelligence and knowing when and when not to, and, we, and we're conveying this to uh, our audience. It's important that, you know what I mean, we deal with these, these issues as they come, but knowing that going with preventive skills, helpful skills, we will overcome in the long run. No doubt, no doubt. And, and you mentioned emotional intelligence. That, I mean, emotional, emotional intelligence is something, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to speak on today. I, I hold classes on emotional intelligence. And um, it's a blessing. But having, having the, the understanding of emotional intelligence, being able to understand that, you know, you have to have self-management, you know, relationship management, you know, having just having an awareness of your surround surroundings, man. So in social in society, having an awareness of of your actions and who you are, and and being emotionally intelligent and emotionally equipped to deal with situations, it means everything. It's life and death. And 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 on the inside, while we were inside, you know, of course, we there came about a lot of times when. Emotional intelligence wasn't applied. Right. But I'm, I'm uh, sitting here today telling you all, that's where I learned my emotional intelligence from being inside and going through various encounters. I, I, re- I can recall, I'm going to share one, one instance with you where I was on the basketball court. I went to the basketball court and I would get a little, a little irate at times. Uh, you remember Isaac? No, yes, yes, I do. So, so, so there were times I had to just put tape over my mouth and going on the court so I wouldn't try to say nothing. You know, I, I, get, a, I get a bit irate on the court. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had to apply emotional intelligence to that basketball court. People would say, man, you need to stay away from the basketball court, man, because you go hard. And I said, you know what? In order for me to conquer that beast from the court, I have to go back to that court and confront it. Confrontation and emotional intelligence. 
So I would confront that, that beast on the court. And as I confronted it by putting tape on my mouth and, and, and doing things of that sort, I eventually conquered the beast. But uh, I had to make that confrontation decision. I said, give me a little something, man. Share, share with the people a little something. Man. We, well, we you got know, a little speak, time. You know, you know, okay, you know, you know, you speak about, you know, basketball court and yes, and and duct tape was probably your best friend. Um, because you know, uh you will go off <laughs> and, and you know, in, 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 a quick, in a quick minute, you know what I mean? In one instance, we were playing a game and we were playing uh on the clock and had a couple of whistles, guys, referees, and we were we were losing by fifteen or twenty and he was irate. I mean, let me tell you something. We were trying to get duct tape, masking tape, any tape was in the house to try to get him to be quiet. He was like, Isaac, I ain't trying to lose this game. Bleep, 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 bleep. I don't give a damn. And I'm already sucking wind already, okay? My, I'm breathing ether. You know what I mean? And he, and, and he has this, this thing of, of, of ferocity where he don't want to lose. So I'm holding my shorts. He's going off. You know what I mean? Look like Bob Knight on the basketball court, okay? And he says, Isaac, I say, okay, 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 okay. I don't care. We ain't trying to lose this game. And the, and the other side was talking, you know, trash to us. And a long story short, you know what I mean? As we were chipping away at the score, you know what I mean? It was like the doctor came back in the high left, okay? Uh, he was more pleasant to be around, you know what I mean? He came around, he tapped me on the back. Good job, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to lose this game. You know what I mean? But let me tell you something. Masking tape, scotch tape, duct tape had nothing on you. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say this to you. Sometimes he can, you know, stretch things a little bit. No, no, yeah. So I'm going to try to stretch that tape. Yeah, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going I'm to yeah, keep yeah, it in yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just say that, hey, you know, emotional intelligence is something that uh, we apply today. Yes. And we're thankful for the experiences in the past. And uh, as you see me wearing this this uh, Georgia Innocence Project shirt today, you know I'm 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 thankful to be in the position to be on the board of the Innocence Project, Georgia Innocence Project, and to be able to 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 have that emotional intelligence to give back and 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 encounter individuals that are coming home after false incarceration and be able to provide you know good good conversation yes. and provide resources and do things of that sort. And uh, that's what I want to say, you know. Uh, be able to say, hey, I want to do good for society versus bad for society. And that's where I'm at right. today. And, uh, man, I mean, we can go on and on. But I tell you, it's been an a, a, a honor and a pleasure to be yes. able to, to sit here and, and, and address you all today with my brother Isaac. Yes. And, Amen. Um, and I tell you, it's just been so wonderful, man. And, uh, and we are, you know, I'm Jimmy C. And this is Isaac. And uh, we are the host and co-host of The Walls and Beyond. And it has been a pleasure. Yes. I want to ask you all to, to please continue to subscribe to this podcast, Absolutely. like and share. Please continue to follow us. Yes. You know, you can go listen to us at YouTube, iHeart or Spotify. Just please continue to right. engage with us and, and, and stay with us throughout this journey. And uh, we're we going to bring content to you that's going to it's going to be, you know, thought provoking, informative. And we just look forward to having you just join in and stay with this ride. Thank you all for this episode episode seven of the walls and beyond with jimmy c and isaac thank you the walls and beyond with jimmy c and isaac jimmy c and isaac listen to us and view us on youtube spotify and iHeartRadio.